1: What's up, everybody? I am your host, Chris Hampton. Welcome to episode 60 of the Power Company Podcast, brought to you by powercompanyclimbing.com. Man, um, I told you guys this in the last episode, but I am worked. Uh, I just drove across the country, moved into a new house here in Lander where we're going to build a gym, which I'm stoked about. And uh, I'm about to fly back to Cincinnati. Rocktoberfest is coming up. Hopefully I see all you guys there. And if you stick around afterward and you're in the red on October 14th at 8 p.m. Specifically at Land of the Arches, we're going to be doing a live board meeting. And um, it's looking like the topic is going to shake out to be um, things that you need to focus on and pay attention to while building your own training plans. Um you know, I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there. I think people uh just get in too deep, too, you know, get into the weeds, too many details. So we're gonna talk more about that. And you guys will hear that here too, even if you can't make it to the live showing, which I hope you do. And uh shortly after that, Salt Lake City, October 27th to 29th, I will be coaching at the Climb Strong Performance Coaching Seminar. Um few spots open for that, I believe. And you can sign up at climbstrong.com. And then uh, I'll be in Bozeman uh, meeting all the folks over at Spire, uh, November 14th through the 17th. Nate will be there with me for that one. We're going to be doing a bunch of workshops, working with the team at Spire. And we've got a bunch of private coaching slots open if you're interested. And um, I've filled up a couple of mine, Nate has a few, and I have one or two left, so if you're interested in some private sessions while we're in Bozeman, hit us up on the website powercompanyclimbing.com, click that contact tab, shoot me a message. Uh, I'm going to jump into this thing instead of being long-winded today, and um, today's part one of three parts uh, that I recorded this summer at uh, Outdoor Retailer in Salt Lake City, and it's with Dr. Shannon O'Grady, PhD. She's the director of product at at Gnarly Nutrition. And uh, when Gnarly first contacted me, they just wanted to um, wanted to talk about uh, BCAAs and protein, and they wanted to educate people on what these products do. And I really had to talk them into spraying about their own product. Um, they didn't want to seem like they were just trying to sell you on their product, but I fully believe that if you believe in your product, you should be spraying about it. I mean, that's what I do. I think if you're going to train, you should train with us. So so I talked them into, into that a little bit. So we're doing three parts. First part on BCAAs. Second part on protein. Third part is about their products. And what you know, what we can use as climbers and how it's going to benefit us. And I think that's really important to know. And they did send us some product to try out, um, all of the coaches, all four of us tried out gnarly products and we all had a really great, uh, great results from them. I really enjoyed it. And I'm actually still using quite a few of them now. Uh, and I was not a supplement person at all to begin with. Um, so I think that says something for sure. And I know it walks a, a thin line here when I'm trying when I'm talking about you know a specific company and their products because I don't have sponsors on this podcast, and that's something that I'm proud of that I can do this without sponsors. Um, but I do think it's important for you guys to know what products are available out there and who's doing a good job with those products. Um, so I think it's part of my job to give that to you guys. So that's why I'm doing it. And um, I've got no other affiliation with Gnarly. It's not a sponsorship deal, nothing like that. They just sent me product to try and and uh, they wanted to educate you guys. So I appreciate that. And uh, stick around after the podcast. Um, we'll have a 20% off code for all of the Gnarly products uh, that you can find at gonarly.com. And later on in this series, we're also going to hear from some athletes who use their products, including Kerry Cooper, Daniel Woods, Joe Kinder, Alex Honnold. Uh, I talked to all of those guys at uh, at outdoor retailer as well. So, and just about how they use their gnarly products, and I think that's important to know. So, I'm going to jump into this conversation with Shannon O'Grady, director of product at Gnarly, about BCAAs, and it, you know, if you've been wondering how to say it. I did when I first saw it. Uh, It is BCAA, but the great folks at Gnarly call it Bacas.
2: We like to characterize our company as more of a nutrition company. And I think if you can meet all of your nutritional needs with whole foods, then you should go for it. your wife your husband sometimes even if you don't, yeah. you don't think that there's any uh, I don't know I didn't really think there was any reason it would help yeah but was willing to give give it a try after trying so many things that hadn't worked
1: yeah well, you know I think that's a good good way to seg into what we're talking about here actually because yeah. I'm I'm not a supplement person at all I've never I've tried them a few times when I, I was into bodybuilding out of high school and I tried creatine for a while yeah Um, but I also found rock climbing around the same time and the weight gain I wasn't too stoked on Um, and I was you know very didn't really know how to use it so it was really elementary Um, so I appreciate people like you who take a scientific approach and are able to look at the science behind something and then just Hand it to me. You know that's that's much easier for me than trying to figure it all out for myself. Um, and I wasn't—I didn't know a whole lot about BCAAs, branch chain amino acids, before mm-hmm. we before you sent them over to me and and I tried them. And I had heard that people were having good results. It's kind of you know trending, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And and I'm usually really skeptical of things that are trending, as you should be. Just that just my nature and but i tried them and and i tried them for a, a few weeks pre and during workouts and then for a couple of weeks i stopped using them and and didn't do any pre or during other than water and there was a pretty definite difference in my recovery and how i felt during and after the workout so I'm definitely a believer um, but I wanna know more about how it works, why it works. So let's talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, so let's start kind of just talking about what branched chain amino acids are. Um, They're essential amino acids. There are nine essential amino acids that we need to get from our diet. Mm -hmm. Um, The branched chain amino acids, leucine, isoleucine and valine um, are a little different from the majority of, of amino acids in that as opposed to being broken down in the liver, almost totally, they're they are shunted to the skeletal muscle. Gotcha. Um so there's there was initially I mean, there's always been the protein connection with recovery and the importance of taking protein. I think the next step is people were looking at the role essential amino acids played in in recovery, both in terms of preventing muscle breakdown and promoting muscle synthesis. So mm-hmm. two different pathways, both important to recovery.
1: And amino acids are just the basically the building blocks of protein.
2: Totally. Right? So, amino acids can join together and make dipeptides, tripeptides, but then it's it's this chain of amino acids that is then folded into kind of a complex protein matrix that is dictated by what amino acids are in that train, chain. So, the the interactions of side chains of those amino acids determine how the protein folds and how the protein folds really determines the function of the protein. Gotcha. Um, so protein inherently contains amino acids and inherently mm-hmm. contains branch chain amino acids. Right, right. So I think there was this connection with protein and recovery and the importance of protein in promoting muscle synthesis. People started looking at the role that essential versus non-essential amino acids played and then really isolated the, the significant impact of essential amino acids to the branch chain amino acids. And primarily leucine. Um, and so there's been a lot of studies showing that leucine both prevents muscle breakdown and promotes muscle synthesis. Um, isoleucine and valine, as well. There's kind of a, you know, as there often is in science when you have um, studies with conflicting results, um, a debate over whether it's just leucine or it's the combination of the three. Sure, Um, There are studies showing showing both things. I think the majority of what I read is pretty convincing that all three have a greater impact than just taking leucine alone.
1: And are you, I mean, you're not losing anything by taking all three. It's not giving you any negative effect, right? No,
2: not at all. I mean, if anything, I think some people may say, I mean, if you're, ta- if you're taking them in a, in a supplemental form, um, branched chain amino acids are pretty bitter inherently. Mm-hmm. And so potentially, you know, you could just be taking leucine more of just leucine um, as opposed to taking that same dose, right, having right. it be palatable and taking all three. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I just read a, a study yesterday showing that, that all three had a Bigger impact, both in terms of protein synthesis and also the, the reaction of, of uh, insulin to the dosage of the branched chain amino acids, which is important for the muscle to take in glucose, is important sure. for recovery, is important for initiating protein synthesis. So, um, it's definitely definitely seems like it's the impact of all three branched chain amino acids.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, so really, the role of those three. In and I generally recommend people take them before or during, Yep. because that's when you see the breakdown of muscle occurring, and so you're you're elevating the your plasma levels of branched chain amino acids when that breakdown is occurring. So during your training, during your climb, and then follow up with protein afterwards, because of that secondary impact on protein synthesis, so on muscle building, um, right? And and. Research has shown, you know, there haven't been, there's as, as there really isn't cross science, a ton of studies specific to climbing.
1: Mm-hmm, sure.
2: There are a lot of studies um, with actions of the muscles that you, you, you know, that reflect a benefit in climbing. And there's more research coming out now about the impact of branched-chain amino acids even in endurance events. So I, right. I think as more research is being done, you know, it, it's it, the benefit is just is, is really coming through.
1: Sure. Sure. Is there a difference in its effect um, based on how you take it? If you take it in a, say, a capsule form versus a, a powder that's mixed into a drink or.
2: That's a great question. I, I, I haven't seen anything that suggests that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, typically, I, I you obs- if you're taking it as a free form amino acid, as opposed to amino acids in a protein, you're going to get an elevation in plasma a lot quicker, a lot higher. So, within 15 minutes of taking an oral dose of branched-chain amino acids in solution, you start seeing branched-chain amino acids in your blood elevate. Right. Within right. 30 minutes, they peak, and then... Um, they stay elevated, I think it's for like 90 plus minutes after that That um, peaking at 30 minutes.
1: So, so does it happen faster because you don't have to digest it as exactly. if you were eating a protein source? Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah,
2: so um, back to the recommendation of taking it beforehand. One, mm-hmm. depending on what you're doing, like sometimes having a, a great whole food source of protein or a protein shake is totally feasible before you're going to work out. Sometimes it's not the best idea, um, but that totally depends on the person and totally depends on the workout. So you could have a protein source beforehand, get a nice source of branched-chain amino acids and then follow up with protein after as well. Um, Because of the ease of digestion of taking free-form amino acids, the almost immediate you know, elevation in blood levels and because it's easier on your stomach. Yeah. um, That I think that's ideal. And then following up with, you know, a good protein and carbohydrate source afterwards.
1: Do you know how long it takes by any chance? If you're, you know, eating a protein source, how long does it take for those amino acids to start taking effect?
2: I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that
1: question, but I mean, digestion takes quite a bit longer and, you know, for climbers, for me specifically, I know that if I eat much of anything right before I climb or you know, within the 30 minutes before I climb, I just feel heavier. Same. Yeah. You know, even if I'm not necessarily any heavier, I still feel it. And that, that feeling goes a long way when you're trying something at your limit.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know? I think the psychological and mental aspect yeah. of almost every, you know, fitness event is is like half of it totally right?
1: totally and if there's not really a you know that you know of a difference between the capsule and the drink i guess it really comes down to what the person likes and what you know what they're able to i'm not sure exactly what the word like I'm the looking best for dosage is,
2: form for them yeah, yeah some
1: people like to just take a capsule they feel like that's the you know that's some magic thing that's going to work for them better than drinking it
2: yeah, yeah. i mean i will say like I, as you said that a second time i just thought about um with putting anything into solution mm-hmm. you know you you have to think about how soluble it is and whether or not right. it goes into water fully mm-hmm. um so in our branched chain amino acids We use uh, vegan branched chain amino acids. So, Mm -hmm. um, branched chain amino acids are traditionally sourced from duck feathers. Right. Um, You know, so how you feel about that sourcing aside, it's super interesting in that there's a difference in how um, vegan versus non vegan BCAAs go into solution. So the the non-vegan BCAAs foam a ton.
1: So the duck feather. The BCAAs, duck feather BCAAs
2: yeah. foam a ton, and if you actually taste that foam, it's bitter. I'm sure because it 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 basically <laughs> is the branched chain amino acids. I don't know exactly what that chemical reaction is, but the vegan BCAAs don't do that. Um, and we I've had people that have switched over to ours and said, oh, I never I never really felt. You know, had felt the the impact of BCAAs on recovery till I started using yours. And you know, as much as um, as much as I'd like to, you know, say that we put some kind of secret ingredient in there that makes right. it more. You know, I really think that the the impact of using the vegan BCAAs of them going into solution and and of the consumer getting the higher dosage because of the increased solubility. Um, Helps. I mean, BCAAs. Yeah. There's definitely been enough studies showing that you know five grams, kind of in the five gram to eight gram range, is really where you see um, the impact of the free forms um, on prevention of muscle breakdown and promotion of protein synthesis. So,
1: I think the solubility is interesting. I hadn't really thought about it, but I'm definitely someone who, when I've tried protein powders and things like that in the past if they don't mix well, I just don't do it. Right. You know, I just, I don't like it, I, I can't force myself and I'm not someone who will force something just because I've heard that it's good for me. Yeah. You know, if I don't like it, I just don't do it. Right. And using the gnarly BCAAs in particular, something that I found that was sort of an, a side benefit for me is that I do tend to forget to drink water while I'm exercising and it was really helpful doing this sort of, you know, amateur self-study of of using these BCAAs because they were a little bitter, so I would add more water. Mm-hmm. And then I found that I was drinking, you know, two, three times as much water during a workout because I was using these BCAAs. Right. And I assume there's no, Reduced effect by adding more water. No. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're you're getting the same dose. Mm-hmm. It's just in a greater volume.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I just found that the the dosage of the gnarly BCAAs were a little bitter tasting, mm-hmm. or not even bitter, but strong. Yeah. A little stronger than my liking. Um. So I would drink a little bit of it and then fill it back up with water, and then it was great. Yeah. So perfect. So when you're using, first, let's talk about, we mentioned taking it before and during. Yeah. Is there any benefit to also using it after? Or is that a time when you suggest uh, a better balance of things?
2: Yeah. So there can be a benefit. I wouldn't say above and beyond the benefit of taking protein. So I, I fully believe recovery period, you need Protein, you need carbohydrates, mm-hmm. um, preferably in the, you know, I put them in the wrong order, but in the one to three, one to four ratio. So you're getting three or four times the amount of carbohydrates to protein. Right. Um, I also strongly believe that taking fats mm-hmm. at that point are also important, um, particularly for endurance athletes because intramuscular triglycerides are an important energy source right. for endurance athletes. And there's been research showing that, you know, getting fat in that critical window helps replenish those. So Mm -hmm. important as well. Um, There's also been some studies. So if for some reason you only had BCAAs, um, taking BCAAs, if you have a suboptimal protein level, so you're not getting in the ideal amount of protein after your workout, um, which I would say is, you know, in the 12 to 20 gram range, taking BCAAs, can make up for that in terms of your body's ability to synthesize right. protein and improve recovery. Yeah. Um, but for me, um, in my opinion, and for the athletes that I've worked with um, doing kind of the, the protein carbohydrate fat source after is, is the best way to go.
1: Gotcha. Now is there a, the dosage that you guys recommend, mm-hmm. is it, optimal for a specific type of athlete? Is there something different based on whether you're an endurance athlete versus a strength athlete? You know, what's the guideline there?
2: So most of the guidelines that I've seen are based on weight as opposed to being based on uh, training type. Gotcha. uh, Activity type. Um, The I think the lowest dose that I've seen as um, having you know an, an effect on recovery is in the 60 to 70 milligrams per kilo.
0: Okay.
2: Um, and I've seen recommendations up to 100 milligrams per kilo. Um, per kilo of body weight. Mm-hmm, of body weight. Gotcha. Yeah. So a range. Um, we fall kind of in the lower middle end of that range with, with what is in a serving of, of gnarly branched chain amino acids. Um, So if you're taking it before and during, and depending on how long you're working out, we have endurance athletes that use our product. And although when you're, you know, an endurance athlete, hydration and electrolytes should be your primary focus. We have people that switch out water bottles with branched chain amino acids. because it helps decrease the amount of muscle breakdown and therefore delayed onset muscle soreness and recovery allows you to turn around and do another, you know, hard workout relatively soon after completing, right. you know, the one that you're you're currently doing. Yeah. Um, so although there's one although there's five grams in one dose of BCAAs, it doesn't mean you have to stop at one dose if you, you know, you have sure. a long day or you, yeah. if you're doing multiple training sessions.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it doesn't mean you have to take the whole dose. You could do a half dose if that's totally. Yeah. For some reason what you know, what works best for you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, depending on body weight, I think five five grams, you'd have to be you'd have to be a a pretty small person sure. to get that efficacious yeah, you know, dose in um, and have it be less than five grams. Right. But um we also have a lot of athletes take the BCAAs at night. Um To help with protein synthesis, you know. While they sleep. While they sleep.
1: Okay. Yeah. And what's the... So let's say you've done a workout, you know, a lot of working people work out in the evenings after work. Um, You start taking the BCAAs when you get off work 30 minutes or so before you're working out, continue them through your workout, and then afterward, you do some sort of recovery protocol, whatever that is, and then you eat something balanced, what's the benefit then of taking the BCAAs?
2: So um, I think there's a ton of research showing that in fasted states, um, and you can call sleep a fasted state. Sure, absolutely. Um, Supplementing with protein or with branched-chain amino acids actually promotes building of lean muscle mass. So that's the idea. Um, I think if you are eating a, a you know a, a dinner relatively you know within a reasonable amount of time before you go to bed, that has a good protein source and is well rounded, right. um, you're not gaining a ton by taking branched-chain amino acids right before you go to bed. Um, but there are a lot of people that, that swear by it. And mm-hmm. I think people that y- may be on diets that are, um, you know, they're, they're trying to cut weight or, um, and so they're in caloric deficit diets that aren't providing them as much. Getting branched chain amino acids or protein in there so that you're in positive nitrogen balance can help you maintain muscle mass while, while losing you know, more body fat. So you're promoting more lean mass. And in those cases, yeah, potentially taking it right before you go to bed would be helpful.
1: Gotcha. So why not just take protein powder? Does it, is it because of the digestion part of it? Is it because the BCAAs work faster or is there something different that happens with BCAAs versus protein powder?
2: Um, So I think you would be fine taking protein powder um, before you went to bed, for the I mean,
1: anytime. Period. Anytime.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, I think the digestion part is a is a big one. I think um, so. The research that I've seen shows that taking whole protein, complete with you know the nine essential amino acids, definitely increases protein synthesis. Most of the research that I've sh- seen surrounding the prevention of muscle breakdown. Has been isolated to branched-chain amino acids. So, That's getting right. back to the those two elements being an important part of of recovery and of of strength building, taking BCAAs before to pre- prevent that breakdown, and then following up with protein after to promote that synthesis hmm. are are two things um, and and two ways that those supplements work together to help
1: with recovery. Okay, do you think there's any importance to using them more as you get older because of this preventing the breakdown of muscle?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I, I think all of us that are aging and getting closer yeah. to our 40s and our mid 40s, you know, um, that becomes more of an issue. I mean, if we if we jump, you know, to older individuals that um, have an issue with, with muscle breakdown and muscle degradation and muscle wasting, I mean, branched chain amino acids are given in hospitals for those reasons. Right. So um, they definitely definitely play an important role. And um, and I think as we age and and hormone levels change and we're not maybe building as much muscle, um, the importance becomes you know really
1: important. I just yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I want yeah, I want all the help deal. I can get. Yeah. You know, I definitely notice as I get older. It's not something I want to notice. It's not something I'm stoked for. Yeah, but right. but I definitely do notice that it's harder to keep muscle on. You know, when I was younger, I had a really easy time gaining or keeping muscle. But it's definitely gotten harder in my 40s.
2: I mean, it's, it's the reason why hormone replacement therapy is like a, a sure. huge thing in this world. Because yep. as we get older, our hormone levels change and that affects a number of things metabolism and affects our ability to put on muscle our you know ability to maintain the muscle we have yeah um so there's there's something to that
1: mhm now i assume like all things bc not all bcaas are created equal um, i assume that there are brands out there that are shortcutting However, you would shortcut that, um, you know that there are better sources than others. How do we know as consumers, other than just buy gnarly? How do we know what to look for?
2: Sure. Um, I mean, I, I without bad mouthing other brands, I'll just sure. say kind of, you know, why gnarly is what it is. So we mm-hmm. already talked about the the sourcing. So yep. we use a vegan source. One, one because it it definitely goes into solution better. Two, because um, in the gnarly brand, any of our products that aren't you know dairy based, we mm-hmm. make vegan, um, so that we can make products for everyone. Sure, you know we we don't stand on a nutritional soapbox and say you should eat this way or you should eat that way. Um, right. You make your nutrition choices, and and we'll try to provide products that you know you can use and that are clean and high quality. Um, we don't have a ton of extra ingredients in our products. So um, you're getting branched chain amino acids in uh, you know, our three flavors have a little bit of caffeine. So not a ton. Um, I think it's 60 milligrams uh, per serving. Do all
1: of your flavors have caffeine? uh,
2: So we have a decaf in our berry lemonade. So we have a caffeinated and a decaffeinated version. Um, for those sensitive to caffeine, if you're taking mm-hmm. them at night or just generally avoid caffeine for yeah. one reason or another, um, and that's it. We list the amount of the in individual amino acids um, on the label, so you know you know there's five grams total, right? Two and a half grams of that is in leucine, the one point two five each and isoleucine and valine. I'd say generally things to look out for on in other products are, you know, if if the BCAAs are mixed up in some kind of proprietary blend. So a lot of supplements will have, I don't know, give it some kind of a fancy name, like muscle building blend and have BCAAs right. and a number of other ingredients and then just list a total for the blend. Right. So you because don't,
1: you can kind of make up your totally own ingredient. Completely. Yeah.
2: Um, and so you don't really know how much of that, let's say seven grams is branched chain amino acids and, mm-hmm. and how much of it is the other three ingredients in that blend. Right. So looking for a product that actually lists individual amounts. So you, you know how much you're getting. Um, That's a good thing to look for. Um, I'd say, much like you started out this conversation, you know, you should always be a skeptic. So Mm -hmm. if you're buying a product that has a a a number of other things in it, and you're not sure what the purpose of those things in the product is, you know, that's something to watch out for. Right. Um, Obviously, you know. At Gnarly, we use natural flavors. We um, try to keep the ingredient list to a minimum. We don't add a bunch of other stuff. Um, That's what we believe in, and most of our consumers believe in that too. Um, So, you know, Look at your labels. A lot of the BCAAs out there were born in kind of the bodybuilding world, right. um, where potentially using natural flavoring and and natural colors if they're in the product is is not a priority. And so, right. therefore, a lot of the BCAAs out there have like pretty nasty ingredients.
1: Sure. Okay. Yeah, I think that's good advice for just about anything, really. Look at the labels and totally. You know, if you don't if you don't understand it either ask somebody or look for something you do understand a yeah. little better Yep. Yeah. you know I think that's really good advice are there are there any dangers to BCAAs like can we take too much of it are there people who have strange side effects to taking them have you ever heard of any dangers
2: I haven't heard of any dangers um, the, the tolerable dose for BCAAs is really is pretty high Mm-hmm. Um, I think you should always I, I generally recommend people don't take more than ten grams in a sitting. Um not to say that you couldn't take more than a total of ten grams over the course of a sure. day. Um, but I think the tolerable dose for BCAAs is in the like four hundred milligrams per kilo right, right. range. So it's like super high. Um and and if you look at just in the innate uh, you know, amount of branched-chain amino acids that are in protein and then the amount of protein that somebody consumes over the course of a day, mm-hmm. even without supplementing branched-chain amino acids, we're getting a lot of branched-chain amino acids in our diet. Right. Um, so there, there are uh, health issues. You know, there are people that can't consume protein or have trouble breaking down protein. Um, and those for those people, you know, potentially it
1: would be an issue, but... Is there an amount that's like this is enough? You don't need more than that, or you can't process more than that at that time, or
2: that's a good question. Um, that's true for protein. Right. Um, I haven't seen that for BCAs. I mean, I've seen a just in studies what is recommended, and and the five grams. Um, in the two, I often get people asking, like, "Well, oh, what's up with the two to one to one ratio?" And that's generally just what uh, the amount and the ratio that you see naturally occurring in gotcha. animal protein.
1: The two parts leucine, one part
2: isoleucine, iso- one part valine. valine. So that's right. kind of where that comes from. Um, but yeah, no, i i I haven't I haven't seen kind of a limit to like some kind of plateau with dose. right? Um, But I haven't seen that study.
1: Sure, sure, sure. So I'm not Yeah, I'm just curious. I mean, this is, I know absolutely zero about any of this. So So if these questions seem ridiculous, it's because I just don't know anything about it. So
2: they don't seem ridiculous. And um, I mean, I think science, like anything, you know, studies are coming out on, you know, a a pretty regular basis. And I try to stay up on most of them. So um, that study could be out there, but I haven't seen Mm -hmm.
1: it. Do you know how your climbers use it? Like do you know what their routine is with the BCAAs?
2: Yeah. So the majority of of climbers we work with that have started using BCAAs, I think mm-hmm. it's it's catching a lot of uh, momentum, but it's still pretty new in the field. Right, right. Um use it before and during. And I've heard a lot of people say what you said that it helps just kind of promote general hydration. Yeah. As well, which I think is, is something that is important for climbers and yep. um, in terms of injury prevention is super important and yep. tendon function. Tendons, sure. Yeah, um, so, so that you know has an added benefit.
1: Which uh, of your climbers are using it that you know of? And if I happen to bump into them at the show here, I'll sure. shove a microphone in their face.
2: Yeah, so um, Daniel Woods is a big mm-hmm. user of our BCAAs. Um, Nina Williams is is a big user trying to think of who else Eli help me out we just sent some to he's not one of he's he's not a climber of, of ours but he's a user of our product so Alex Honold, we just sent he okay. yep. uses our vegan um, protein so I'm curious to see what his kind of feedback is on sure. the branch chain amino acids because he hasn't been using it um, you think of anyone else Eli uh, Dan Mursky. Dan Mirsky. Carrie Cooper. Okay. Um,
1: yeah, I'll bump into several of those guys for okay. sure. So I'll shove a microphone in their face and oh, good. <laughs> get their input on how they're using it and what their routine is and all that.
2: Yeah, I love to hear what people have to say about the impact that they've they feel like it's had. I mean BCAA's I think recovery is the primary benefit. Mm-hmm. Um your muscles can oxidize branched-chain amino acids or use them as, as energy.
1: Right. Um,
2: but that really only happens when there's no other energy sources around, like you're really glycogen depleted or, right. you know. Um but I have heard people say that they feel like it gives them energy.
1: So if you're on a super low carb diet or something like that, then maybe this is a, an extra source of energy.
2: Potentially. I mean, it, it oxidation of BCAAs increases like two to three times during exercise, what it is during rest, mm-hmm. but that two to three times is still substantially less than right. glycogen or even fats. Like if you're on low carbohydrate and right, you're fat right. adapted. Um,
1: so yeah. don't look for it to be your source of energy. Don't there look better for ways. it.
2: Yeah, but but it's interesting to hear that from people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, uh, it's kind of theoretical, but the um, there's some research suggesting that it helps with central fatigue, just um, you know, fatigue during exercise that right. isn't really muscular fatigue. It's just you being fatigued, right. and that is because it competes with um, or the it, the it competes with tryptophan for transport into the brain. Tryptophan turns gotcha. into serotonin. Yep. Um, serotonin. Obviously he can make you sleepy, so it's the whole like eat turkey after Thanksgiving that's idea. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, so totally. So
1: at Thanksgiving you should definitely have some BCAAs <laughs> <Yeah>. around to, <laughs> to mitigate give you a little the energy, sleepiness. Yeah.
2: yeah. So you can go burn off your, your turkey apple pie dinner. Yeah.
1: This yeah. Is, that's that's your new marketing scheme. You need to <laughs> sell this right totally. next to the Thanksgiving turkeys. We'll do a Thanksgiving special. <laughs> yeah.
2: So th- so there's some, you know some evidence that it would help with that. Um, And maybe that's another way it could help with just the energy you have um, Mm -hmm. when you're out for a long day is, is um, through this kind of central fatigue hypothesis.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, again, because I don't know anything about this stuff and I'm, you know, I'm just looking to you to give me the information. Uh, Are there things that I'm missing that I haven't asked about that you think are important for, people or specifically climbers to know
2: i mean i think i think that covers i mean the the three major things that bcaas can do for you Mm -hmm. are, are most of the scientific evidence supports you know prevention of muscle breakdown promotion of muscle building or protein synthesis and then um those two things can contribute to a decrease in what's called DOMS or delayed onset muscle soreness. Right. So in a nutshell, that just helps you recover faster and get back on your problem sooner. Mm -hmm. Um, The oxidation, there's, uh, or use as energy, there's less evidence that and and it wouldn't necessarily have a huge impact, I think, climbing wise. If you're out for a long day, potentially, and sure. like you said, if you're on a low carb diet, potentially. Um, and then I think the central fatigue hypothesis, although it's there's not a ton of concrete evidence showing that um, that is in actuality. Um, there's a there's been some studies that kind of support it. Um, and I think for any activity, but climbing in particular, um, if you're having multiple goes, um, at, at a, at a problem and it's over the course of a day, yeah, you know, that, that could have a huge impact on performance as well. Um, those three things are the, the main benefits I see to BCAAs.
1: Okay. Yeah. Cool. I, you know, in my, in my using them and in the experience that I've had, which is, very very small Mm -hmm. um in the grand scheme of things i've definitely found that and i don't know that it's energy necessarily for me that it's providing but i would use them i would start drinking the bcaa mixture on the way up to the crag and then i would drink it at the crag and then i would keep uh, a little yeti bottle with cold water and and a packet of your protein mixture in the car and then when i got back to the car i would make that and drink that and it definitely left me with more i mean i could my day when i got back to town we would do these morning sessions when i got back to town my day just felt more productive than it normally does. There's normally a period of being tired and having to pick myself back up and and I definitely wasn't finding that to be the case. And I was purposely using the, the non-caffeinated uh, just to take caffeine out of yeah, the equation and yep. see how it felt. So I don't know if it's giving me energy but it's definitely not fatiguing me as much.
2: You're not as depleted. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think there's there's something to that. I, I, I get a lot of pushback from people sometimes, and and you started out by saying you're not a supplement user, and I
1: mm-hmm.
2: I'm not a huge supplement user myself. Right. I, I we like to characterize our company as more of a nutrition company. Sure. And I think if you can meet all of your nutritional needs with whole foods, given
1: right. Well, the word is supplement. Balance, right. It's not. Yeah. You then, know, it shouldn't be your main thing. Yeah,
2: totally. Then you, then you should go for it. What I think these provide, um, uh, products like these provide are, are, are convenience. Yep. When you are, um, you know, out all day, when you do need to, you know, you you really want to get your recovery protein in in the window after your climb, as yep. opposed to waiting until you get home, or maybe when you get home you're too tired to cook. You know, having a protein supplement in that case or totally. having a branched-chain amino acid supplement is super helpful. And and I do think it leaves you, as you said, like fuller, um, yeah. yep. more energized. And that can only be of benefit for your training overall.
1: Yeah, I think that convenience part is huge. Um, we're all, and, and increasingly so, we're busy, crazy busy people, most of us. You know, and it's interesting i you know i started this company the power company as a way to not work a full-time job anymore and now i just work more than i ever did you know which i think is the story i mean that's what i hear so many people Mm -hmm. say and and it does allow me the time to go out and play more often but that also contributes to i'm just busier i'm constantly on the go Mm -hmm. if I'm not working I'm climbing if I'm not climbing I'm working and it's it's just this constant thing so that convenience means a lot to me and I think it will mean a lot to all the working people who are trying to perform right you know I think it's really important to have that and BCAAs seem to me like a like an easy win
2: yeah and I and I think I think they're a good complement to a, a good quality protein source as well. Right, like right. the two work together. I don't, I don't see them as mutually exclusive. Okay. Um,
0: yeah.
1: All right, cool. Well, I think that's really great info about the BCAAs, and we'll continue this tomorrow with protein, and then we'll talk about all of the gnarly products.
2: Sweet, sounds good. Cool. Thanks, Chris.
1: Man, I sure do appreciate scientists. Uh, as you guys know, who are regular listeners here, I don't know shit about nutrition, and uh, hearing a scientist who has all this just in her head blows my mind. But uh, I think it's really interesting, and I can take pieces from you know the things that I hear and apply them to my own climbing, my own performance, my own life and lifestyle, and I've definitely done that with the BCAAs. Um, I was skeptical at first and I tried them and I think they had a noticeable effect on both my workouts and my recovery. You know, it, I, I did feel like I had more energy going in and recovery was a huge difference. And I'm an old guy and I swear by chocolate milk for recovery and would still use it, but these made a big difference. Um, so. I would suggest trying them if you you know if you're somebody who likes to try things try them out and if you go to gonarly.com and you use the code POWERUP20 that's all caps POWERUP20 at checkout you can get 20% off anything they sell over there at gonarly.com and I also want to say a big thanks to Gnarly for hooking up our podcast patrons with a free sample pack and our $10 patrons get a free shaker bottle um I'm always trying to hustle for the patrons. Uh, you know, that, that's the group that supports this thing that allows me to keep it commercial-free and um, uninterrupted for you guys. So thanks to the patrons. Thanks to Gnarly for hooking them up. Uh, if you're not a patron and you would like to be, you can do that at patreon.com slash Podcast. Uh, you can also find us online at powercompanyclimbing.com. You can find us on the Facebooks. Please go join our Facebook page over there. Um, It's been a little bit quiet over there lately because I've been so crazy busy, but I've got big plans this winter for the Facebook page. Go join us. Uh, Check us out on Instagram, at Power Company Climbing. And you can look for us all day long on Twitter, but you will not find us there because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles. This
0: time, this 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 time, 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 the time, time,